0: Welcome, and thanks for joining with AIP, the American Institute of Pyramid Research. We study pyramids around the world, especially in Egypt, with the belief they hold special wisdom. Please subscribe to our channel as we uncover long hidden secrets, explain sacred symbols, and demystify the world's greatest mysteries. Well, thanks for coming out to our channel. Today, I want to look at various plans that show that the pyramids in Giza, the three main pyramids, and the wider set of pyramids in Egypt, present a unifying plan. Now, here's why this is so important. So you look at these beauties from a distance, how majestic and marvelous they are. So, standard Egyptological theory is that each pharaoh built his pyramid where he wanted it, the way he wanted it. But if there's a unified design showing there's a master plan, then that means each pharaoh really had much less to say about it. So let's look at the first template here, the first unified Giza plan we're going to look at. Okay, so uh, this is one that I'm doing with Bob Crowley, the engineer. And we're basically showing, here's one thing we're showing. You take this cross-section uh, of the Great Pyramid in red there. So you can see it's partial cross taken at, take at that level, okay, that cross-section, which we found very distinctly pointed out by markers on the Giza Plateau, just pointed out there, is exactly one-quarter of the Pyramid of Khafre, again, based on the top, so a, a, a one-quarter of the base, and it's exactly the same size as the Pyramid of Menkara. Now, a connection like that, again, we were led to this specific... Uh, well, I'll do more about this later, that specific slice of the Great Pyramid and its relationship to the other two. That seems to be planned. This had to be planned ahead of time. There's no way each individual guy did this on his own and that happens. So that's an evidence of a master plan. Alright, let's look at another one. My Orion Correlation Theory. Now, of course, I say my, it's Robert Pavals, but as far as I know, I'm the only person in the world that says that all the pyramids, or excuse me, all the stars in Orion, as you see here, have a corresponding place uh, in Egypt on the soil. Not all of them are pyramids, but I wrote a book about that. And there's no way that could happen if it wasn't a unified plan. Okay? So again, the Orion correlation theory shows there's a unified plan. It's not a case of each individual pharaoh doing what he wants to do. Alright, so here's the third master plan for Giza, Karl Munch. Now he's got three videos on YouTube that are unbelievable and he, you know, they're hard to find. His books are out of print, but look up Carl Monk, and you, the, the yellow lines here, taking the uh, satellite pyramids of Khufu and the satellite pyramids of Mankara and they come to a place which is actually along the line of the line of the Crow, which four, which points to where the fourth pyramid was. So there's an intersection there, but the yellow intersection he calls the Giza vector. And the uh, both the GPS coordinates he gets there, uh, Relate to all these other stone monuments: Stonehenge, uh, Teotihuacan, Tiwanaka, all over the place. Unbelievable! You got to see. So, what Karl Monk does would not be possible if there wasn't not only a master plan for Giza, but a master plan for all the monoliths, uh, the megaliths. Excuse me, in the world. So that's the third one. Okay, here's the fourth one: Sacred Geometry Decoded is a wonderful channel. You got to follow that. So he says that the northwest corner of the Khafre Valley Temple is the zero point for the Giza Plateau. Again, there's a lot of these unified plans, and the fact that there could be so many unified plans, and they're each independent of each other, it means it's incredible logos at Giza. So Sacred Geometry Court, I'm pointing to where he says the zero point is, like that. that's the northwest corner of the Khafre Valley Temple. Okay, so from the top view, you can see it's where the causeway comes into the Valley Temple. From that spot right there, there are all kinds of alignments he's finding. So it goes. Uh, you, there's a, a line that goes through Menkara. There's one that goes through Kenkawis. 14 degrees later, there's you know there's one that goes through uh, Khafre. 14 degrees to the place where the uh, the the, uh, uh, the equinox is, and. Uh, uh, then pointing to, to Khufu. 14 degrees between each, each, between each one of these, the places of the major equinoxes and solstices are there. Unbelievable, a unified plan. Again, there's no way you could have put these pyramids exactly to, to match with, uh, with all the sacred geometry shows. Okay, a fifth unified plan, again independent of all these other ones. Okay, this, what I'm calling the AIP pyramid, because we're the ones that work with it, it seems like the most, it's five times the size of the Great Pyramid. Sacred Geometry Decoded pointed that out to me. It's five times, so here it is. You you can see the top of it is this very center of Khafre, the the bottom left there, the vertices, is the very center of Menkara, and then over near the wall of the Crow is the third, and when you take that pyramid, it's 940 uh, meters from from that red line there, and it's 186.5 meters for the apothem of the Great Pyramid. So it, this on the ground at Giza, this Great Pyramid formed is five times the size of the Great Pyramid, and uh, that's unbelievable. That's a fifth unified plan for Giza. Okay, six the Nazca blueprint. For the Great Pyramid and for Giza. This is unbelievable. J.D. Jeffrey has YouTube videos out there about the Nazca lines. So you can see the 3D pyramid that he shows are formed by lines on the on the plane there in Nazca. This is if you if you come up on Google Earth, the the area there is where we're working with in that part of Peru. And so he finds this uh, you know 3D picture of the Great Pyramid there, including those white, you know, halos coming out of the top there. And then he also finds a 2D uh, blueprint for uh, the Sphinx and the the pyramids in Giza. So unbelievable. That is another unified plan. A seventh unified plan, the AIP Giza Circle. This is one when I go to Giza in a few weeks, we're going to be studying with my team Uh, Will Wire is a talented artist that drew this, but you can see that circle there. It goes through the Great Pyramid, it goes through the Sphinx, it goes through Kankawes, it goes and it touches on Khafre. And so uh, really that puts the focus on the center, because we know all those points I just told you about. Those are all famous points on the Giza Plateau. But what about that center? Maybe that's not so famous. That's what I'm going to be studying that in two weeks. But the fact that that circle exists, there's no way you could lay out all those things by chance. Just by chance, they would all touch base on that circle. That is an evidence of planning. That's the seventh example of a unified set of circumstances in Giza. Now again, let me just remind you that this obliterates the Egyptological claim that these were each done by individual pharaohs. This slaps at the face at that. If you're an Egyptologist, what are you going to say to this? This is all just by chance, right? There's not a way in the world this is by chance. Um, so let's just look at the close-ups on, on the Giza Circle. So there's Ken Kawi's, and you can see where it goes. There's, uh, and, and the two lines there, the blue and the, uh, uh, the orange, are, are two different places that you could take this, and they both touch base with all these. And there's different reasons why you choose them both. I'm not going to go into that now. Okay. An eighth example of unified plans: the many pi and phi uh, configurations that people have on the web about the Great Pyramid and Giza. It's not just the Great Pyramid, okay? So you know, phi plus one equals phi squared. Phi is the only number about which, when you add one to it, it's 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 his square. So that leads to the phi pyramid. If you have a half base of one, then uh, the hypotenuse is going to be phi. And the, uh, the 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 straight up and down line there is going to be the root of phi. Okay, so the Great Pyramid is built very close to that relationship. And it's also built on a secant a, a, a of five palms and two digits per one cubit, which again makes it very nearly a pi. So the golden ratio is derived from phi. You know that uh, A plus B equals A plus B, and you know a, uh, B is to A. As a is to a plus b, so that's the that's the famous you know golden ratio. Okay, so Gary Meisner shows that the three satellite pyramids in Giza follow that you can see by the red lines there, the phi proportion on the Giza plateau. He also shows it for the the pyramids at Menkara. You can see the phi ratio in them. Chris Tedder shows this. You can see that uh, when you take the center of the three pyramids, you have Uh, a a golden rectangle section like that. Again, how could that be by chance? It's a separate, this could be number seven, eight, nine, but I'm just using these all as one. Jim Mruzik, he's got this cross in the middle, so it's basically, that's a golden section, the cross in each direction, based on putting Khafre in the middle. Another separate Giza plan. Okay, number nine. From the Giza Prophecy, a book by Scott Crichton and Gary Osborne, Okay, this is sort of the circle that they show there. This is like in its simplest form. So it's a circle that touches the outside of the pyramids and also the Sphinx. But more specifically, I I drew it out on graph paper because they say you can do this. If you lay out on the graph paper the three Giza stars, which I did, you can see the green star for Alnitak, Alnilam, and Mintaka. Okay, so you you draw a straight line through Alnitak and Alnilam. You take it so it goes alongside mintaka then you go through mintaka and extend that line, double it and then draw the you know the parallelogram back and uh, so basically you can see that now the circle touches the outside satellite pyramid and it goes through a slightly different spot of the Sphinx by doing that but again there's no way that you would have this circle, Touching like that if there wasn't some kind of unified plan. Okay. Now, another one from the Giza prophecy by Crichton and Osborne. Now you can see here we've got, you know, a sort of a blurry map of the timeline when the pyramids were built. Well, there's a timeline on Osborne's basically his unified Giza plan here. This is a prophetic chronograph. So if you look at the, on the left there, the minimum culmination of when um, the the constellation Orion set at minimum culmination, thinking of the precession of the equinoxes, it hits down there, and in its maximum 2500 CE, it came to where the Queen's uh, pyramids are at Khufu. So that's, you know, the half of the precessional cycle, 13,000 years. Well, interestingly enough, If you take the exact center of that line, it's perfectly lined up with the Sphinx north and south. This is a time machine. This is a time machine. So again, if you line that up with Leo to the Sphinx there, and then where the uh, minimum and maximum uh, culmination of Orion as a constellation are, and any point on that line now that's formed would be a date Unbelievable. So that would be a date. That would be a date. That would be a date. That's about where we are in time right now. Super interesting. An 11th unified Giza plan. Ed Nightingale's book about uh, this being a a template, which he says is based on the word temple. So he starts, uh, Ed Nightingale starts with the idea from the bottom up. He says, well, how would they have done it? So he says, well, they square the circle because the Great Pyramid squares the circle. So they would have started with a circle, you know, with, with a uh, diameter of 9, but next to a square of 8, 64. So the area of the square is just about equal to the area of that circle. So starting with this practical beginning, he lays out structure 1, you know, the Great Pyramid, and structure 2, Khafre, uh, 3, and then 7, 8, and 9. He puts, he puts all these in there just based on building it from the ground up not by measuring what's at Giza, by first plotting out what would be there. But then once he does that, he lays it on top of the Great Pyramid, and he shows you know, where the King's Chamber would be and the Grand Gallery and all that stuff. Then he takes uh, what he did, he, he first takes a quick, quick, quick Bird satellite image of the Giza Plateau, where there's almost no distortion unlike Google Earth, and then plots down all those points he just calculated, and shows it fits perfectly. Then that plan on Quickbird fits Google Earth. That's what he shows. It agrees with Google Earth. Then he takes Petrie's tri- famous triangulation diagram of the Giza plateau and he basically shows it agrees with his Quickbird uh view, but he shows it doesn't agree with Petrie's data. Interesting. Interesting. He show in his plan it's The Kafri temple, that point in red there, that's the center of of his outworking there. Again, a separate Giza unified plan, but it all works. Okay, so he finds this Fibonacci spiral there. And it's interesting, the center of the Fibonacci spiral, I think this is so interesting, is outside the Sphinx. You'd think it would be in the Sphinx, but that point right there is a, a spot where many people view the Sphinx publicly. So the center of his plan, which was built by a human being from the ground up before he looked at what's at Giza, the center of the Fibonacci spiral is us. It's the observer, not the wealthy observer who pays you know, the thousands of dollars to actually go inside the Sphinx. From the outside public viewing area, that's the center of the Fibonacci spiral. Unbelievable. And now, speaking of Fibonacci, there's, here's a 12th unified Giza plan. The Fibonacci Spiral that Rocky McCallum found that I've done some work with if you follow my videos, I, I expand it a little bit here that's why it looks a little bit out of proportion. But uh, I'm going to be in a couple weeks and I'm there, I'm going to be going to the origin of the Fibonacci Spiral that goes through all three pyramids in Giza. There's not a way in the world that could be by chance. A Fibonacci Spiral follows a very definite mathematical and geometric uh, configuration. We know that. And there's no way one would go through them if they, by chance the three. That's not a circle that goes through them, you know. That's a that's a Fibonacci spiral. Unbelievable. A thirteenth unified Giza plan. Okay, and uh, so right here we're looking at a Googler shot of the AIP pyramid, the five times the size of the Great Pyramid pyramid that exists on the Giza plateau. But what I did with this is overlay the da Vinci overlay, because the AIP AIP pyramid was number five. So 13 is different, because we're looking at the AIP pyramid, but in conjunction with da Vinci's Vitruvian Man, which Alan Green and Robert Grant have shown da Vinci meant to indicate the Great Pyramid by the horizontal lines on his Vitruvian Man. They all match up with lines in the Great Pyramid. So all I did was take the AIP Pyramid, which is on the soil at Giza, and I superimposed, uh, again with the help of talented graphic artist Will Wire, uh, this on the Giza Plateau and found interesting things such as this, that the uh, upper horizontal corresponds with the boat pit, That upper chakra, where no known chamber exists, but da Vinci sort of implies, and Alan Green implies, there could be a chamber up there. And that upper chamber goes right where the solar boat pit is, the boat that the king takes to go to the next life. Interesting. Right there. All right. The Orion Correlation Tour I'm going to be leading in April. And you know, it's not filling up the way I'd hoped. I only want to take a small group of people. So I'm hoping a couple more people sign up so we can make this thing a go, please. April 19th through 25th, join me on the Orion Correlation Tour. We're looking at the stars of the constellation Orion and where they land on the Egyptian soil. As far as I know, I'm the only person in the world who's written a book about all the stars of Orion and where they come on Egypt's soil. Robert Paval started the theory decades ago about how the three belt stars of Orion are associated with the three big pyramids in Giza, but I look at all the places on Egyptian soil where those stars land. So we're gonna go to see the stars in the Fayum Oasis, camp out at night, stay in five-star hotels on the other nights. Gonna have good food, good fellowship, and an intimate time together. Please come on the Orion Correlation Tour with me, will you? April 19th through 25th.